good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Milky Oolong from Hardy and Sons. This light-bodied oolong is so tasty. The warm aromas of hot milk rise to meet you as you bring the cup to your lips. The aromas carry through in a very pleasant cup of tea. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning, a warm teacup. Welcome to all those who are joining in with us today. I'm so glad that you're here. So we continue walking through the book of Ruth together. If you remember last week, we saw the refuge that we can only find in God. Today, as we turn our attention to the rest of chapter 2 in Ruth, we'll be looking at verses 13 through 23 if you want to be getting your Bibles ready. Not only will we see Boaz continued kindness to Ruth, but there's really just so much more to unpack. So I hope that you'll just hang on with me as we go through these 10 verses together today. Boaz extends his initial kindness to Ruth when he encourages her to glean in his field alone, as we read in Ruth chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, where he encouraged her to stay by his young women and to know that his young men have been commanded not to touch her and also to drink, when thirsty, the water that were drawn by his men. And Ruth's comforted by his kindness. And now, as we again look to verses 13 through 23, we'll see not only that she continues to seek favor, but... Uh, Two strong uh, points that I believe we can draw out today. So again, I hope you have your Bible, Ruth chapter 2. I'll begin reading in verse 13. And then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. And now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. And so she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her. And she ate and was satisfied, and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposefully for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. And so she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned. And it was about an ephah an of barley. She then took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. And so she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today, and where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. And so she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Ruth the Moabitess said, He also said to me, You shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women and that people do not meet you in any other field. So she stayed close by the young woman of Boaz. 
to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest. And she dwelled with her mother-in-law. Now, <clears throat> this section, these ten verses, they cover two main themes. We see, of course, the extended kindness of Boaz, but also the response of Naomi to Ruth's day. If you look back in verses 14 through 16, first of all, we see where Boaz said, dip your bread in the vinegar. So maybe now this is our first hint of flirting or a romance. Boaz showing great kindness and favor to Ruth at their mealtime. It would have been enough to have just invited her, but he also uh, invited her to share fully in the meal and and even in, in what would be considered a privilege during that time is being able to dip your bread in the vinegar. But then it goes on to state that she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. She was full. And there was actually too much there, so she kept some back. Ruth, she could have... Uh, Maybe she was thinking about romance toward Boaz and keeping some back because she didn't want to eat all that she was offered to her because she didn't want to seem like she was that greedy eater in front of Boaz, you know. <clears throat> she wanted to be sensible enough also, uh, and most likely primarily, uh, to take some home to Naomi. But focus on what it said that Ruth was satisfied because she answered the generous invitation of Boaz. She was not one of the reapers, but as Scripture states, she sat beside the reapers and ate as if she was one of them and ate and was satisfied. Now, in the same way, those who are outside the kingdom of God and its promises, they can sit among the reapers, but only at the invitation of Christ. And it's only by faith that they're able to eat and be satisfied. Quoting Spurgeon on this passage, she did eat and was satisfied. Your head shall be satisfied with the precious truth which only Christ reveals. Your heart shall be content with Christ as the altogether lovely object of affection. Your hope shall be satisfied for whom have you in heaven but Christ. Your desire shall be satiated for what can even the hunger of your desire wish for more than to know Christ and to be found in Him? You shall find Jesus fill your conscience till it is at perfect peace. He shall fill your judgment till you know the certainty of His teachings. He shall fill your memory with recollections of what He did and fill your imagination with the prospects of what he is yet to do. You shall be satisfied only through Christ Jesus. As we turn our attentions now to Ruth's returning to Naomi, I want to pay close attention to the example of Ruth of gleaning for our own selves. We must glean all that we can from God's Word. And looking at Ruth, we see that Ruth worked hard. Ruth had to stoop over to gather all of the grain. She could only pick up one grain at a time. She had to hold on to each of those grains and not drop it. And Ruth took home the grain and she threshed it. And she took that threshed grain and winnowed it in. And, and then Ruth was nourished 
by that grain. In verse 17, we read that it was about an ephah of barley. Now, studying ephah, it was equivalent to five and one-half gallon tub or more like 22 liters of barley. A wonderful day's work, certainly to people who had nothing. And then in verse 18, we see that Ruth gave to her what she had kept back. She gave to Naomi what she had kept back. Not, not only all the barley grain, but Ruth brought Naomi the food that was left over from the meal with Boaz. What a tremendous blessing for her mother-in-law. And of course, the response was huge. In verse 20, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. Well, now, wait a minute. Is this the same woman who in chapter 1, verse 20, came back into town saying, Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me? Could this possibly be the same woman who said, The Almighty has afflicted me? Well, of course it is. Because now Naomi sees more of God's plan unfolding. And she can see better how all things are working together for good of those who love God. Hmm, I wonder if you've heard that somewhere before, perhaps in Romans chapter 8. Looking at verse 22, Naomi again, It is good, my daughter. Of course, Naomi told Ruth, stay with Boaz. Not only was he generous, but he was one of our near kinsmen. Now, the importance of this, I've mentioned it before, and I continue to do so. It is going to unfold as we continue to walk through this journey of gleaning in Ruth. Again, in chapter 2, we've seen two powerful examples of righteous character. We've seen Ruth's humility and willingness to minister to the needs of her mother-in-law. And we've seen the kindness and sense of propriety by Boaz in his treatment of the foreign woman that he found in his field. We've also seen Naomi's faith in God's care becoming more reassured. Even though she believed her earlier loss was due to God's discipline, she was also convinced that God had not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And in this story of Ruth's lowly service, and as we've discussed, God's truth is displayed he is gracious to those who are humble. But again, let me draw your attention back as we what we focused on earlier. We're not only being reminded of the understanding that it is only in Christ that all things can be made satisfied, but we're also reminded that as His children, it's up to us to remain in Him. We've got to remain in His presence. We've got to constantly glean from His Word. We must be found gleaning as He speaks to us through the preached Word, as He speaks to us in our quiet times. We must always be listening for the guidance of the Holy Spirit of Christ. Remember, no matter where we might be in our field of life is not really what matters. It's whether or not we're gleaning from our Savior. That is the question. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. 
There is much encouragement to be found in Ruth today, as well as challenges. Have you accepted Jesus' invitation to sit and be satisfied at his table? Remember, believer, that it is only in Christ that all things can be satisfied. In the midst of hardship, are you able to shift your focus, as Naomi did, from seeing your problems to seeing God's provision? Remember that no matter our circumstances, it is up to us to remain in his presence, gleaning from his word those promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.